Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name is Andrew Bascom, and for 114 episodes, we've helped you lose money on everything. It's a sports gambling podcast where we lose as many bets as possible in 20-ish minutes. On this episode, we will be discussing our favorite ways to lose money on the Fury-White fight, the NBA playoffs, and UFC fight night, because, oh my god, I gotta bet on the UFC. And of course, a recap and record check at the end of the show. Okay, for bet number one, we are going to bet on Tyson Fury, Dillian White, this Saturday. We're going to see how we can make money on another big favorite in Tyson Fury at minus 550. We're going to find ways that we can be making money and losing money on that fight. Then for the second bet, we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. Now that we've seen a couple of uh, games being played, now we know how, oh God, you know, Devin Booker's hurt and oh, Toronto Raptors suck, it turns out. We're going to find our ways to reposition ourselves in the futures and series bets and finals MVP bets. Very interesting. Based on last week's episode that we took some serious prices, you know? And then bet number three, we're going to talk about the UFC fight night. It's a week one, so let's try and lose some money on that. But let's not waste any more time. Let's get to bet number one. Tyson Fury versus Dillian White. The number five pound-for-pound boxer, and perhaps the number one most entertaining, Tyson Fury returns to the ring to defend his WBC and the ring heavyweight belts against Dillian White. Fury White is scheduled for April 23rd at Wembley Stadium in jolly old England. So adjust your clocks, everybody. Right now, as of recording, Tyson Fury is running off at a minus 550 versus Dillian White's plus 410. Tyson, the Gypsy King Fury. So he's been the betting underdog in two of his last five fights. Of course, both of those came in instances where he was uh, meeting Deontay Wilder, while Fury was a minus 285 in their third meeting, which was the last fight. Fury's minus 550 line for White represents his shortest odds since he fought Otto Whalen at a minus 2,000 favorite in September of 2019. And actually, just recently, too, on Ariel Hawani's The MMA Hour, Fury suggested this will be his retirement fight. But honestly, <laughs> that guy will say anything and should not be trusted. In a world where there are McGregor's and Paul brothers, Tyson Fury is somewhere in that group. The guy will literally say anything to sell a fight. But, you know, something to note just in case it comes true, but I don't think it will. On the other side, White has been the betting favorite in each of his last five fights, including the night that he suffered a fifth-round knockout loss to Alexander Povetkin in uh, August 2020. 2020? Yeah, 2020. The last time he had plus money odds, he was a narrow plus 125 option against Joseph Parker in a fight he won by UD. So we, like, what more can we say here? Tyson Fury, he's the undefeated champ. He's 31-0-1. He's 22 wins coming the way of knockout and is the face of the heavyweight division right now. He was also the face of the heavyweight division when so many people were rising up. He got rid of them and somehow he is still around. Of course, it certainly helps when you put together three amazing fights with Deontay Wilder. I know some people like, I, Wilder runs his mouth, so I think there's a certain shine taken off those fights. But when you actually look at them, they're really entertaining. He ultimately won the WBC championship and now having held all four major heavyweight titles. Fury is a rare specimen. He stands six foot nine. He's 270 pounds, but he moves like a goddamn cat. He has tremendous in-ring abilities with outstanding footwork and movement to go along with solid punching power and exceptional conditioning, which is the thing that I don't think people talk about enough. The guy comes around with a spare tire around. Like, he doesn't have a six-pack, and people are like, whoa, look at that guy. That guy's the heavyweight champion of the world. He doesn't tire. That's the crazy part. He's in amazing conditioning when he wants to be, which is something I'll talk about. With the Wilder trilogy, Fury also demonstrated he has a hell of a chin. Deontay Wilder has historic punching power, and he withstood so many big blows from the former champ while not being put down for good. Close, but not for good. Close, close, but not for good. The thing is, there's a big difference between Wilder and White, and Fury knows that. Not only is it the amount of money 
that Fury will make off the fight, but it's just the prestige of the fight. Deontay Wilder is a dangerous cat. Like, he can knock you out at any opportunity. So can Dillian White. But the prestige of beating Dillian White is not the same as beating Wilder. How much work Fury will put into training, to, to caring about this fight, will say a lot. And he'll say a lot about how well he does in this fight. See, the problem is, then, you know, we're going to tell, we talked about Tyson Fury, now let's talk about Dillian White. But this is when combat sports analysis gets really boring. Because this is where the part of the analysis where I go, you have a dominant champion facing an overmatched contender, and the odds are so, you know, against Dillian White. But the strength is the power of Dillian White. So I end up saying something dumb like, but what if he gets caught? All the analysis just breaks down to the idea that, like, Tyson Fury should win. Tyson Fury should absolutely, he should walk all over him. But what if Dillian White knocks out Tyson Fury? Like, come on, that's the analysis? But you so often will hear that from so many people. Like, oh, he's just watching out for that big right. Well, that's stupid. That's like saying in football, like, they just got to watch out for that big touchdown. Like, yeah, of course he does. Like, what the, the hell? What the hell are we doing here? If you think Dillian White will knock out Tyson Fury, not like, oh, he's just he got to get caught here. If you think he's going to knock him out, absolutely bet to your heart's desire here that Dillian White plus 410 and plus the knockout plus huge odds will win. But I, I, I can't sit here and say that that is actually steady analysis of what we've seen in these fights. Fury will have to be careful when he enters the pocket, for sure. White throws an a reckless abandon, an all-out power, especially early on where he tires out. However, the Gypsy King has the edge in both all technical boxing skills under the sun. And I expect Fury to create angles, you know, a better than the body snatcher with stiff right punches, and to put him away when he starts to tire. So it could be a quick night, but it could not be. What if he gets caught? But I'm not. I also don't think this fight will get very late. I think Fury is going to put him away and put him away early. Here are the bets. Here are my bet card for Tyson Fury, Dillian White. Or you take Fury, minus 550. Not great odds. What are you going to do? Via knockout, minus 25. Also not great odds. What are you going to do? Under nine and a half rounds, minus 240. That one I like more than anything else. And we're going to do a little sprinkle here. Fury by stoppage in rounds seven to nine. That's plus 2,000. That's a lot of bets. That's a lot of bets. And we're really stacking behind Tyson Fury, but it feels like one of these fights. It feels like one of these fights where, yeah, he could retire, blah, 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 blah. But look how great I did against Dillian White, a very dangerous guy. And then somebody big comes up and you're like, oh, this is the big fight. Here we go. All right. That's how we're going to lose money on Tyson Fury. Let's get to bet number two. NBA Playoffs. Redux. Okay, NBA playoffs. Okay, this is a short one because we did the segment, a huge segment last week on the episode about the NBA playoffs and the ways that we can lose money on it. But I think it's worth repeating because an easy way to get ahead of future markets right now is not betting who will win the series or the conference or the championship, but by finding some great numbers on the finals MVP market. You know, we talk about this all the time when it comes to football, the Super Bowl MVP, and that's like a big bet for a couple of weeks. And people talk about it even in round one. Well, that's kind of insane, though, because, yes, other than the quarterback, which it often is, it's almost always the quarterback, there's so many ways that we could do it. Also, football's just not very a chalk sport. Basketball is. And basketball usually has a star on every team. And so it's an easy way to find a difference in the market instead of saying, hey, the Golden State Warriors are doing really well. Why don't we look for a championship bet there? Yeah, but that number's probably sailed. A, probably a better way that you could have done a couple days ago would have been Steph Curry to win MVP. But unfortunately, that time has passed too because there's been a big riser this week with Steph Curry making himself known. The Warriors could be trouble again. And so Steph Curry has slid all the way up to being the favorite for this finals MVP at plus 450. Well, now that's crazy. That's like, it makes sense. You know, he's, he's one of the most talented players in the league and, you know, the Warriors are really good. But plus 450, moving him all the way up to the top. Wow, that, that went fast. So our way of saying for bet number two is to counter that a little. 
So what have we seen so far? And we'll get to that in the recap uh, and the record check here at the end, because I'm going to tell you what we think about our bets that we made last week. Uh-oh. But ways that we can counter it right now is saying, well, the Bucks dropped a game. But you know what? I still think they're going to go to the finals. Giannis at plus 550, not moving at all. That number's still st- steady as finals MVP. Okay, that looks pretty good. What about Chris Paul at 650? Devin Booker's going to be out for a couple of weeks. The Suns have shown that they have no problems with people missing, even some of their best players, and still playing really well. Hmm, maybe Chris Paul at plus 650. Or my favorite bet that no one's talking about, the Miami Heat. Just the adults in the room that like, oh, they're so boring. But you know what? Boring wins sometimes. And who can forget Jimmy Butler in the bubble final, bent over the desk after playing like 40 games. It's exhausted. He can't even stand because his legs are hurting so much. Jimmy Butler right now for finals MVP is plus 1,600. Now, doesn't that feel like one of those ones where we look up and all of a sudden they're in the Eastern Conference Championship and you're like, oh yeah, the Miami Heat. Right, they're, they're pretty good. Oh, they've been good all year? Oh, they're, oh, okay, right. 1,600. That's, I understand that this is kind of colored by this thing of like Eric Spolster tried to, his head coach tried to fight him on the sidelines the other day. But that, yeah, that, not great. You know, like, hey, if you had to choose thing, not great. But plus 1,600 for one of the favorites to get to the finals. Feels like, you know, uh, odds just misplaced all over the place. So we're going to be looking at a Jimmy Butler bet at plus 1,600. Maybe Chris Paul at plus 650? Maybe, maybe. But Jimmy Butler plus 1,600. That's what we're going to be doing. Let's talk about basketball at the end. Let's get to bet number three. UFC Fight Night. Again, I guess. A lot of UFC Fight Nights. Yes, you're right. Yes, it's a, a lot of UFC Fight Nights. We love losing money on the UFC Fight Nights. So... This one kind of sucks. I'm not going to lie to you. Coming off last week with Vichante Luque and Bilal Muhammad, that made, that's a fight that made a lot of sense. And yes, they throw a lot of people in the undercard that are young or crazy old. There's nothing in between. It's usually up-and-comers who are, you know, setting the world on fire or old guys that you're like, I remember that guy. There's nothing in between. So in this one, I'm not sure what they're going for because at least with, with Luque and uh, Muhammad, it was like, yeah, this next guy might be a title contender. Uh, in a couple of months, and you're like, oh, cool, I get, I get to watch that. It's really exciting. In this one, we have Amanda Lemos versus Jessica Andrade, and I, I don't know what we're doing here. Jessica Andrade, minus 220, coming against uh, Lemos is plus 175. She's coming off a dominating performance in last September's first round TKO over Cynthia Cavillo. She's failed to tally consecutive victories in almost five years. That's kind of what I'm talking about here. Like, she can look really great, and that's awesome, and she's super terrifying, but she hasn't had back-to-back victories in five years, and she is the, let me check again, headliner for this. Okay, she's the main event. Cool. So things don't get any easier for the former champ because she has Amanda Lemos, who is a very talented fighter. Don't get me wrong. She's looking to extend her perfect record in the UFC's strawweight division to 6-0. and And so this is what I'm talking about. You have Andrade, people going, I recognize her. And you have a very young and talented up-and-comer in Lemos. And you're like, okay, good. And we got to make heads and tails of this. All right, let's try and find out. Andrade makes her return to Strawweight after fighting three times at Flyweight with her sole defeat in that stretch coming against Valentina Shevchenko, which puts her in common with a lot of the women in the Flyweight division because everyone loses to Shevchenko. She's incredible. She's the Terminator. And the way she dances terrifies me. It's that thing of like, she just knocks someone's teeth into their throat and then she does a ballet dance. And you're like, uh, okay, (laughs) okay, yay. And like nervous applause from the crowd. Like, yes, very beautiful. Andrade endured feast and famine during her previous 10-fight stint in the UFC's flyweight division. She claimed victory in seven of those contests, including a impressive second-round TKO over Rose Namajunas at UFC 237 to claim the title. However, she was subsequently outclassed, just outclassed in her first title defense against Wally Zhang, who we thought was going to be like, oh, she's going to be champion forever. 
and then came out the wrong end of the split decision in a, in a rematch against Thug Rose, who went on to beat Zali Wang and oh, that whole thing. She's well known just as a striker because she's an incredibly strong opponent because she's only five foot two. That's the other one too. She's only five foot two and God, she's like a bulldog. She, she lands an impressive average of 6.24 significant strikes per minute and Adraj is equally capable on the mat. You know, respectable uh, 2.9 takedowns per 15 minutes. These are really good numbers. She's just really well-rounded, even though striker, I, yeah. On the other side, Amanda Lemos has emerged as a rising star in the UFC's women's strawweight division. She's 5-0 and in her current run and she's now pegged as number 10 contender. However, and this is a big however, her lone clash with a ranked opponent was a split decision win against Angela Hill. That's the only time. And Angela Hill, by the way, can't win right now. She's not good at winning fights. And it went to split decision. It just feels like one of these things where, you know, like we talked about Chimeyev the other day, where he all of a sudden fights Gilbert Burns and people are like, oh, he didn't, he didn't run him over in 45 seconds. This guy sucks. Yeah, no, he's really good. And Gilbert Burns is really good. So there's nothing off Chimeyev. But, it, you know, taking a big step up in competition, going into the top 10, and then not looking as good is a real thing. And I fear that that's what's going to happen to Amanda Lemos. And so for that reason, we're going to be taking Jessica Andrade at minus 220 and under two and a half rounds for the fight, either side, either side, at plus 130. Speaking of old guys I recognize, Clay Guida's fighting at minus 120 versus Claudio Poyez. Versus Claudio Poyez at minus 110. Wait, Clay Guida? Like long-haired, caveman-looking, burping Clay Guida that I remember watching in college, which was in the early 2000s? That same one. Oh, that's it. Okay, the same guy. Oh, wow. Pretty amazing. He's turned 40. Wow, oh, Jesus Christ. And clearly not slowed down, Clay Guida, who is making his fourth appearance in the Octagon in the last 14 months. Oh, my God. He's facing off against Claudio Poyez, who's minus 110. Guida earned his first bonus in almost seven years with a victory against Leonardo Santos his last time out, and Poyez aims to extend his win streak to five fights. Okay, so where are we going with this one here? Well, winning streaks have eluded Guida for the last... Oh, my God. It's the same thing as... It's the same thing as a draw all over again. He's only tallied consecutive victories in one occasion, going 8-10 and 10 in his last 18 contests. Gave one, lose one. Win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. But important note over the last 18 contests, but important note, with four of his past seven defeats have come by submission. Put that in the back of your head, okay? Unlike Gita, Poyez is still in his early years of his pro MMA career. Wow, it's just like the other fight. Amazing. Oh my God. He's 24 years old, and he has a pro MMA record of 11-2. and two. While enjoying impressive height, at even six feet, Poyez began training in Muay Thai at an early age, and, you know, he's just, he's kind of built for this. We're seeing the next generation of people that, instead of, like, being impressive athletes or, like, being in soccer or football or something like that, and then went, you know what, I'll try jiu-jitsu, and then getting into the sport at 32 years old. We have now these people that were trained since birth to be pro MMA fighters, because it existed since they were born. He's emerged as an effective grappler and demonstrated by his six career wins by submission. Ah, there we are. See what we did there? See what I did there? Gita, shorter and not great at defending submission. Poyez, younger, taller, and great at submitting people. Yeah, you can see where we're going with this one. Claudio Poyez at minus 110. That's where we're going with the bet card there. Okay, those are our bets. Let's get to the recap. Recap. Okay, so here is how we are going to be losing money for episode 114. We're going to take Tyson Fury at minus 550 via knockout at minus 125. That fight to go under nine and a half rounds at minus 240. And Fury by stoppage in round seven to nine. Little sprinkle, little sprinkle, don't burn your money. Plus 2,000. We're looking at Chris Paul plus 650 for finals MVP and Jimmy Butler at plus 1600 for finals MVP. And then for the UFC fight night, Jessica Andrade minus 220 and under that fight, two and a half rounds plus 130. And then Claudio Poyez at minus 110. Got it? That's a lot of losing money. Love it. Everyone's favorite time of the episode where I get to absolutely eat crap. Okay, so 
Here are the picks that we made last week on the episode. We talked all about the NBA playoffs. I'm just going to go one by one here and just give a, you know, a short summary of what I think about things. Milwaukee Bucks to win the series 4-1. to one. Okay, looking pretty good. It's one of the few ones where I'm holding a Bucks to win ticket and the Bulls win and I'm like, yes. All right, let's do it. So that one's pretty good. How about the Utah Jazz at minus 280? Uh-oh, not good. They are, they're already down 2-1 and Luka Doncic has not played in the series. That's not good. Utah, honest to God, they need an exorcism. They need to burn that building to the ground, trade everybody. That, there is too many ghosts. That is awful, awful stuff. It's been great losing money on them. Thanks. Thanks, Utah. Appreciate it. The next one is for the Warriors to be up 2-1 after game three in the series at plus 120. Ugh. We were so close with that one. We were so close to that one. The Warriors are up 3-0 now. Denver had a chance in both games. Uh, too bad. Yeah, too bad for me. Too bad for me. Good for the Warriors, I guess. Too bad for me. And it didn't help that I have the Denver Nuggets plus 210 in that series. Ooh. Oh, no. That's another oh, no for me. For the, to win the Eastern Conference, we had the Miami Heat at plus 380. Okay, now this is what I'm talking about. That's a great bet. I'm feeling really good about that one. Uh, Miami's looked like the adults in the room, and they're just going to keep taking care of business while everyone else keeps getting hurt. So that's really awesome. Speaking of getting hurt, the Western, <laughs> in the Western Conference, I had the Phoenix Suns at plus 110. And to win the championship, plus 260. Interesting. I, you know what? I don't... <sighs> I don't know. I think I might actually rebet this one now that the numbers have changed quite a bit with Devin Booker being out. I really, they have shown over and over and over again that they are not lacking when they're missing some of their bigger stars. And I, I just really think Phoenix is on a run this year. I, I like them keep, to keep winning. So I might rebet that now that the numbers have gotten a little bit worse. But, you know, there you go with that one. And then we also made a bet for the UFC fight night because, hey, look at me. We won on Sabatini minus 375 and via decision at plus 150. So that went exactly like we thought it would. Perfect. Not how we thought it would go is Vincente Luque losing at minus 170 and inside the distance. Well, he didn't lose, you know, he didn't win. So inside the distance, get lost as well at plus 130. Bala Muhammad looked awesome. Just what a great game plan. Just took him, took him to school. I think we might even see a rematch with that one, which is kind of exciting because it was a good fight. But man, Luque losing. I did not see that coming. Good for Muhammad. So for the actual, you know, UFC card, we went two and two, which is a minus 0.25 units, which is cents on the dollar. So you can't really get too mad at that one. Now, over at Losing Money WAB, which is our Twitter and Instagram account, which we give out free daily picks, uh, we went 9 and 11. So, actually lost on that one, which is a minus 2.9 units is total. So, the NBA playoffs have been just feast or famine. And you might have seen me say that too, where I was like, I am ice cold. Don't take my picks. Fade me like crazy. And then that day I went 3 and 0. And I'm like, oh, huh. Okay, 3 and 0. That's, that's pretty good. And the next day I'm like feeling pretty good about myself. And then I go 0 and 4. So, just feast or famine. Feast or famine for at Losing Money WAB. Follow along through, through, through your fingers, you know, because you're covering like a scary person is coming. And that scary person is uh, a debt collector. I don't know. Is <laughs> me with picks, holding picks in my hands, running down a hallway, yelling how excited I am. And you're like, oh, no, screaming. Yeah, that's how it's going at Losing Money WAB. That being said, I can't wait to lose money on the NBA playoffs, on Tyson Fury and Dillian White, and, of course, UFC Fight Night, because that's the way it is. Subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom wherever you enjoy podcasts. And please subscribe and give a like to at Losing Money WAB on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever you decide to waste your time. We will be back next Wednesday to lose money on the NFL Draft with the Panzerati Prince. The NFL Draft, my favorite way to lose money. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. So have fun losing money. And we'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember he still may lose. Furnished by Sad Sales Productions.